you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. To another episode of Watchpoint Radio. I am Jared and I am here with Jason Bond, also known as Emery. What's going on, everybody? And we are Mikeyless this week. He cannot join us. He is away again. I mean, I don't get this guy. <laughs> like, what, what, what could you possibly be doing besides playing Overwatch? I don't understand. Um, I don't know. There might be a few things. I don't know, though. I could just be weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, but yeah, this is episode number 20. We are recording on August 30th, and we will be releasing on August 31st. We are still in that two-week period. This is the first, I guess, period of its its kind where we don't have any competitive plays, you know, since competitive launched, you know. I mean, obviously, after beta, there was no competitive play, but now we're, like, in this two-week lull. There's not a lot happening, uh, not a lot of news coming out besides stuff that's happening on the PTR. Uh, so, yeah, we're, I mean, we're going to talk about some of the cha- There's some additional changes on the PTR. Uh, there's also some trouble with healer placement. Uh, we're going to get into uh, a push for one hero limits in quick play, so we're going to talk about that a bit. Some weekly updates, and we also have some messages from the listeners, so we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to read those and talk about those for a little bit. But before we do that, most importantly, how has your week been, Bond? Oh my goodness, so busy. So very, very, very busy. And then when I do get to play Overwatch, uh, not that bad. Fit right back in, slide right back in. Like a glove. Oh, yeah. This is the first week since Overwatch has launched. I have not had a chance to play any Overwatch whatsoever. I got we one day a, in. <laughs> yeah, one day in, yeah. Well, no, we have a we have another podcast that we do uh, called Let's Get Critical. And um, I needed to beat both the first and second. Well, the first Deus Ex, well, not the first, but Human uh, Revolution and the latest one in order to get ready for that. And so I've been I've been working on that. I've essentially played close to 100 hours of Deus Ex in the past week. <laughs> so I have not had a whole lot of time to play Overwatch. And, uh, I mean, luckily it's during this two-week period. I mean, they picked a great time to launch that game. Because normally, I mean, I, would, I, mean, I, mean, I have a podcast around here. <laughs> I have to play Overwatch. Uh, and I wouldn't be able uh, to do the whole Deus Ex thing. Because that is a long game. If you do everything and you kind of dig into it, it is a long game, but this is not the Deus Ex podcast. This is the Overwatch podcast. So let's let's get to the PTR report. PTR report. All right. So f- first things first. Let's talk about some changes that uh, came to the PTR in the last week. I think last Wednesday was the last time the PTR was updated. Right before that, I do believe the PTR was wiped. I'm not sure if it was wiped again. Which, I mean, if it was wiped, you really shouldn't be upset about it. It is the PTR, guys. I mean, come on. It is the PTR. Don't be upset if they, if they wipe your um, 
you know, stats and progress. I, well, even though I'm pretty sure a lot of people were because on the PTR, there were some people getting really, really upset about losing. I mean, really upset about losing. I was just about to go and ask you and be all like, hey, so uh, what's the uh, PTR for exactly? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's the fucking public test realm, you know, for testing things. Ah, man, I, I, I had to stop at one point because too many people were just going and yelling at me for testing stuff out. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, the PTR, like, people were getting really, really aggressive on the PTR. And the the funny thing was, like, when the Anno first came out, when they first rolled out the PTR, uh, th- it wasn't like that. Yeah, uh, maybe, I Maybe because competitive play was still going on, and a lot of those people didn't hop over to the PTR. But, yeah, this time, I guess because the only place to play competitive is the PTR, um, yeah, there was a lot of people who were just like, don't don't play Anna, play Lucio. Don't play Zenyatta. Do this, or you know, actually it's the other way around. Don't play Mercy, play Zenyatta. Yep. So, um, yeah, pretty aggressive. If you're on the PTR, take it easy, guys. It's we're a week away from the new season and whatever updates they're gonna bring, whatever official updates we're gonna we're gonna bring. Um, so changes that happened since last week. They they updated the patch notes somewhat, but they did not necessarily uh. Note where they updated them, so you some things might have gotten lost. Actually, Jeff Kaplan made a post that um, kind of clears up some of the things that changed in the PTR. Even he missed a few things there. Not everything um, that uh, he mentioned, uh, he he didn't mention everything that changed. But uh, a couple quick things. First of all, Hanzo's projectile size has been reduced by thirty three percent, which is important because Hanzo was feeling. Real good on the PTR. Too good on the PTR. I mean, the 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 fact that they reverted the old hitboxes, they increased his speed while aiming, and his projectile size. It was too much, man. He uh, he was a lot more fun to go back and play. And I've got eighteen hours logged with him, you know, on a quick play, and it felt nice to go back to that. I actually just fell right back into it, and. Uh, yeah, I bet it was yeah. nice to play because he was a bit OP with that. That's yeah. why they, that's I didn't want to go changed. do that. Of course, he was nice to play. Nobody plays an OP character is like, oh, you know, this really isn't that fun. Like, no, People I do love that. OP characters because they're getting fu- they're getting fucking kills. So I do that with uh, Genji. I'm like, ah, uh, this just isn't that fun to me. <laughs> well, get, well that, that's because you just don't find Genji fun. Genji wasn't op i think he was just a little, he was a little bit too hard to tack down that was ben, genji's problem mm-hmm. i never thought that genji was op right i did think that his reflect was a little ridiculous like in terms of how wide it reached because you could shoot past him yep like past the range of his sword and he'd still reflect it which i thought was a little ridiculous but um and yeah, what so, he can reflect too on top of that being able to yes. reflect freaking biotic fields and everything else that's just ridiculous yeah, it is. It is. So, uh, yeah, so get Hanzo's projectile size has been reduced by 33%. Unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to test it to see uh, how this feels now. Uh, Soldier 76 weapon spread starts earlier but recovers faster. They're saying this should help, uh, uh, this should make him feel more accurate at longer ranges. But I think in general, it's going to make him feel less accurate. Because, I mean, I already thought his projectile spread. You know, it was pretty fast. I mean, it was it was like, I think one point five seconds, maybe a little, maybe a little less than that. Maybe it was one second. I can't remember the exact timing, but it wasn't like a two. Se- it wasn't like you got to fire for two seconds before the projectile. You know, before the um 
the recoil started to spread. Now it's even shorter than that, so what is it, less than a second? Yeah, something like that. I mean, I didn't even really mind it that much either way. I, I, you know, maybe because we, you know, we grew up playing shooters and stuff like that, that we learned how to go and deal with those kinds of things. But uh, it seems to be a thing for everybody else. Yeah, I thought that his, like, you know, the way they had it before, that was burst fire. Now, and like I said, I haven't played it, so I can't give you a yes or a no. Unfortunately, I'm failing the podcast right now. I'm failing the listeners. I played I a soldier. It wasn't that bad. I mean, the changes are kind of subtle. But I learned to adjust so much with how I play, uh, you know, a straight-up typical shooter that it, it doesn't really affect me personally that much. I'd like to hear what some other people have to say on it, though. Yeah, I mean, I want to I wanna play it. I don't know. I, I might play it a little bit later uh, today uh, since I have, I, I'm not going to be able to play Deus Ex thanks to a patch that needs to be dropped. But I'm not going to give into that Square's Annex. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the... I don't know. Like, if you like, is it? Do I need to do single shots now? Can I still actually burst? You know, because I, you know, I had the burst timing down before. Anything less than that really wouldn't feel like a burst. It'll feel more like a like a single shot, right? You know, or maybe maybe burst with two shots, three shots. I don't know. I, I have to see. But uh, if you're on the PTR, expect that. As for now, expect that on the live servers because we haven't. I've seen one person complain about it. But I haven't really seen a big backlash about it, so I'll probably make it onto live. Right. Uh, ultimate abilities now all cancel quick melee. They made a pretty big deal out of that. I, I don't know if there was something going on with quick melee. I think quick melee was canceling some moves. Like if you were in the middle of a move and you hit quick melee by accident, it would cancel what you were doing, maybe. Hmm. Uh, but now that really shouldn't be the case. Certain moves have a higher priority. Uh, a big change is that the skill ranking range limit for groups has now increased. So it used to be 500 uh, skill rank. For, to, to, to a group of somebody, they had to be within 500 skill rank points of you. That essentially was like, you know, being in the same tier, essentially. But apparently that was too low. Now, grand, now master and grandmaster tiers, in order to group in that tier, you have to be within uh, 500 skill rank. However, Diamond Tear and Below falls under a th- like it's a thousand skill rank now, so you could be at the top of Platinum and play with somebody at the bottom of Gold. Which, mm. I mean, that's like, according to a chart that I read, that's like somebody at the bottom of Gold is like in 40s. Is in the 40s. And you, know, you could essentially still do the same thing you did last season. You can ride on a low tier's coattails. You can ride a low tier <laughs> to, to, to Diamond. <sighs> Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't think I like that. I think it should be earned at that point. I mean, I understand that might want to leave a, a little bit of a gap there where, you know, friends can help friends kind of, but uh. Well, yeah, well that's the thing like uh in play, play with placement matches, it, it, no matter what tier you are, I think no matter what tier cuz I was in platinum and I was able to do placement matches with a friend of mine. Mhm. And I think they well, they did that so that you can play with your friends and then hopefully get them within the same skill rank as you. Uh, however, that, that apparently wasn't working out for a lot of people, so they, they made it even wider so you can still play with your friends. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I, tr- I definitely understand the need to play with your friends. I get it. But you still have quick play. <laughs> you still have quick play. Competitive should be competitive. I thought the 500 skill rank was fine. Even now, because if you're in the middle of platinum, you can play with somebody down to the middle of gold. You know, 
Yeah. Or if you're at the so, bottom of platinum, you can play with somebody down at the bottom of gold. So, so it, does it make it to where? I mean, obviously, you're still going to be able to group up with somebody if you're a platinum and they're like a you know a bronze. You're still going to be able to group up group up no, with them at that point. No, bronze is too low. There's a thousand skill rank. Bronze is like between was it zero and fifteen hundred. So if you're platinum. And you can't, you can't, you can't go with a bronze. Mm, I got to look back at the show notes there to get the ranges again. Yeah. Well, better not suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now you can, I guess. I mean, to a degree, but to a degree. The problem they were trying to avoid is now right back on the table because, you know, uh, platinum is like between fifty to fifty-nine. So if you're fifty-nine, damn near sixty, you can play with a forty. And just ride that wave. That's gonna put you. You can you can play with a forty. I mean, that's that's gonna average you out at a rank forty eight, forty nine, maybe fifty game. You could you sh- you should be able to handle that and then get yourself up to sixty. So I, I can see a lot of p- players pushing themselves up into diamond, and that whole process dilute it. It, it pretty much it, it defeats the purpose of competitive because the competitive isn't a ladder. And I think we discussed this before in the show. Competitive was not built to be a ladder. Competitive was built so that players of the same skill levels can play each other. Right. And you're actually like, so the whole skill ranking system, you're not actually supposed to climb that. The skill ranking system, like, you know, if you come in low or you come in high, it's supposed to adjust to a certain degree. And then, bam, you stay where you are because that's your skill level. Unless you, of course, increase your skill level and then you go up to meet up with higher level players. That's the way it's supposed to work. Now you're going to have, and just like last season, you're going to have players artificially pushing themselves into tiers where they really don't belong. They're going to ride the coattails Mm -hmm. of low tiers into higher tiers. Then when they go to play by themselves, they're going to suck. They're going to be playing with players that are better than them. Those players are going to get frustrated because now they're losing because this guy uh, chose to go, you know, Mercy over Lucio on a certain map, (laughs) you know, or he's picking a Genji and he's actually not that great at Genji, at least not at that level of play. So, well, don't get me wrong. I mean, because I play with friends. I play with friends. And, you know, with the way this is working out, especially with the next topic about the healers, um, there's a chance that Maybe in competitive, I may not have had a chance to, uh, a chance to actually play with Mikey if he was the place under a certain level, um, you know. So you know that was a that, I mean, me and Mikey can still we still have quick play, you know. That's why yeah. I don't think it was a big deal to us. But we'll see how this plays out. What the, the thing they were trying to avoid from last season will happen this season, and I do think that this season, during the actual season, we will see less changes than we did last season. Season one was like a beta season. Right. I mean, they introduced a new character right. <laughs> during the season, you know. Uh, during a regular competitive season or a real competitive season, I don't think we're going to be seeing a lot of changes unless it's something dire. So, and then, you know, this time we had the, the PTR a lot longer. Last time we only had the PTR for a week. Now we have the PTR for at least two weeks. You know, I think actually yeah. I think it's three weeks, the PTR for season two. So, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens with that, but Right now, you can play with your friends within a 1,000 skill rank. So moving on to our next topic involving the PTR, there has been some discussion going on about main healer placement on the PTR because apparently, because of the way um, you're placed or everybody's, your your placement is based on individual performance, many main healers are having trouble and finding themselves placed in lower 
rankings when they're with a group. Which is, is funny because if you're by yourself or you if you're with a team that kind of sucks or a team that's taking a lot of damage, so as a healer you're able to pump a lot of health into them, that's actually really helpful for you and that will probably place you higher. You'll get a more skill rank for that. However, if you're on an organized team, we all know organized teams do better and they're probably going to take less damage, they're going to die less, yep. the healer doesn't do as much. That's actually hurting the main healers on the team. And, uh, and, and, that, and that's what I was talking about. This is one of the reasons probably why they increased the skill rank range because people who were playing main healers with their groups were finding that they were being ranked much lower than their friends. But go ahead, Bond. I like that they're going to go and do something like that. I mean, I, I play a healer because I like the intrinsic value I get out of keeping my team alive and supporting my team in that regard. That kind of stuff doesn't personally matter to me as much, but it would be nice to get that little bit of a boost. Now, maybe it was because of the skill range that I was playing at that I didn't really see that as much. Like, did you ever really notice that? Because I certainly didn't seem to notice it as much. Well, I don't play a main healer, so... I, I, I don't know. I guess you could say I was a main healer. I spent a lot of time healing pretty much in all competitive matches. So, uh, yeah, you, I mean... You, you spent a lot of time healing, yeah. I, I rarely played a healer. I probably should have played... Actually, the funny thing, when I started playing healer more, <laughs> that's when I started ranking up more. Because you, you, the one strategy... Here's, here's, here's a, uh, a watch pointer off... You know, a, uh, a random watch pointer. <laughs> one thing you can rely on is that if you keep the idiots alive, you can probably win. <laughs> okay? If you can keep your team alive, you can probably win. You know, you're not well, wrong with that. Even, you know, picking a well-timed, you know, off-healer to come in and do some extra damage, you can really just turn the tide and, you know, win where you probably shouldn't have. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah, you, you did heal a lot. I really didn't heal all that much. Um, so, I, I did not notice this last season. I might have to go back and individually check out my stats to really see if I go and notice that. That's the thing, like, in last season, you placed higher than me. And I, I think I did all of our placement four matches. Ranks, yeah. four ranks. And you, and I can't remember if during the placement you were playing healer or not. Oh, I was. I was playing Zenyatta quite a bit. I had a lot of Zenyatta uh, and a okay. lot of Mercy. Well, then that, that kind of goes into the next point of this is because Jeff Kaplan, well, actually, somebody posted in the forums, somebody made a video about this problem. And they posted on the forums about it. Jeff Kaplan responded, and he was actually looking for some feedback. Oh, look at me being unprofessional. Sorry about that, folks. Um, <laughs> and he was looking for some feedback, got some feedback, and they did some analysis on it. On top of the analysis they already have, uh, you know, from the game. And they said that it looks like Zenyatta and Anna are being placed as intended, while Mercy and Lucio are being placed lower. So you playing Zenyatta... Because you know that makes a lot of sense that you that you replace where you're supposed to place, right? Uh, because yeah, and it makes sense because Zenyatta and and Anna, out of the two healers, out of the four healers now, sorry, um, are probably doing the most damage, especially Zenyatta. And now, now Anna, now that people are getting used to playing Anna, yep, you know it's I'm, I'm thinking we're seeing her, we're definitely seeing her way more. I think her ult needs uh, to be tuned. To say the least, um, but yeah, it's uh, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, Mercy and Lucio really just don't output that much damage. I mean, they they could probably fix Lucio by pumping up his damage again. Because remember, they nerfed his damage. 
if you get hits with him, it can be kind of devastating. And depending on the maps even, too, like just having his environmental knockoff ability, that can also be pretty powerful. I mean, you know, again, it's situational, but he, he can hit pretty hard. Yeah, my man. So to get the for for the knockback, you hit the first of all. You have to. There's a few things you have to count on. One, you have to be on a map where you can actually use it. Right. Two, you have to catch either somebody off guard, or they just can't be that smart. Like when I, I've had times on Lijang Tower Night Market where I'll have my head poked out of the side. I'll see somebody coming. They'll see me. Yep. They will see that Elusio was there, and they'll still walk up. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, you must want to die. Boop. I'll see you next year. You know, like that's it, uh, you have that's that's what you have to rely on. But the knockback, if you're mindful of it, if you don't treat Lucio like he's not a threat, I mean, I mean, if you I mean if you treat Lucio like he's actually a threat, like you're aware of what he can mm-hmm. do, then you know you shouldn't be. I shouldn't say it's not like you shouldn't be killed by a knockback, but it makes it way way less likely. Um, Lucio still he does pack a punch, but they definitely nerfed him. He used to be way more, yes, uh, viable. And before, I'll be honest with you, if Lucio, if if the old Lucio was here, there would be no mercy right now. Like you think Mercy took a dip, you know? Before, nah, dude. Like <laughs> she took a dip. Like she would, she'd just be gone because the old Lucio, what he had the the attack on lockdown. You could do that really well, and he he uh, what of the um. To amp it up, he yep. can do that much more frequently. So imagine that for those players who have not seen that. I saw that in beta; it was glorious. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Pumping up the jam all the time, not having to worry about like, ah, oh, fuck it, pump up the jam, heal yourself, baby. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I remember those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get it in a few seconds. Yeah, um, but to be honest, I do think Lucio's in a good place. So don't take me as me saying Lucio needs to be buffed. I was just reminiscing on the good times. Um, <laughs> Back in the but, days when Bastion had a shield. And- yeah, the good days when Bastion had a shield, man, yeah. but um, <laughs> <laughs> Now, Lucio, uh, if he's in a good place, I don't think anything needs to happen with him. Um, actually, well, I mean, obviously something needs to happen. I, I shouldn't say that because, you know, well, here's the thing. I don't necessarily think something needs to happen with the characters, per se. I think something needs to happen with the system. Because I think the characters are fine. I mean, people are still going to tell you that Mercy needs buffing because now she's low tier or whatever. <sighs> but first of all, I think we actually have an episode called the, There's No Tears in Overwatch. Um, <laughs> and on top of that, the, the thing about tears in Overwatch, they're strictly based on how often the character's picked. And you're talking about 22 characters. Some games don't even have 22 different weapons, and the other 20, and, and not all of the 22 weapons are used. But um, actually, we're probably going to talk about that a little later with one of the with the emails. But you know, I think the system needs to be tweaked a bit. You know, if the problem is that you know, well, these players can't heal, so they don't have, well, they're not healing, so they really don't have a uh, a chance to shine. How do you fix that? Do you tell the player, like, hey, if you're not healing all that much, go a different character. Maybe you only need one healer. Um, but that, that's, that's, I mean, that's probably the um, straight-up answer, and that's probably how it's meant to be played. That is the straight-up answer, though. I mean, like, I can't tell you how many times I've swapped healers if it wasn't working and we needed a different one. Well, that's, see, that's not working and need a different one. But if you're doing well, nobody switches characters. 
Uh, no, I legitimately will, and I think a lot of people will too. Like, you know, if you don't need the Mercy Heals going out, I'll be more than happy to switch either Lucio or Zenyatta. Right, okay. I mean, that, okay, that, that makes sense, but you're saying a lot of people will? I disagree. Mm. I disagree. I, I don't th- I think, I think when you're doing, people only really think, I shouldn't say people in general, you know, I don't want to be a generalist here, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people really only look at switching characters you know, uh, when you're when when things are going wrong, I know I'm like that a lot. But then again, I don't play healer. Most of the time, I'm playing attack, and if things are going well, I just keep on doing what I'm doing. Right. But if you know, I see my team getting railed, or if I'm not, if I'm dying a lot, I'm like, hmm, maybe maybe the problem is me. <laughs> you know, after that, take a look at uh, you know what I'm doing there. No, wrong. Problem is never you. Oh, never yeah, you. Yeah. It's always someone else. <laughs> Come on, don't you know how this stuff works? Yeah, forget, sorry about that. I, I will correct <laughs> my mistakes. But um, yeah, a lot of people don't look at that uh, when when they're when they're winning, and I think that's the problem with some of these teams is that you know they're winning, they're doing well. Having two healers is not a bad idea. It's never a bad idea. It's right. just bad for your placement, especially if you don't need it. You know. Right. Then on top of that, like you never know what's going to happen. The t- they, the enemy team could switch comps at any given time, and now all of a sudden you need two healers, but it might take you, you know, some time to adjust back to the other healer. And look at all the time you've wasted; it might cause a loss. So it's like, do you want to win or do you want to place well? And I don't know how they can adjust the system without making it unbalanced in another way. Like, how can you make it so that, okay, fine, the team is doing so well that, um. You know, they can't. They don't know to heal that much. Well, the team won, so just go ahead and give them the the skill rank anyway. No, I now now you have healers who are gonna ride, who can just ride that along and get I, moved up. I think that there needs to be other ways for the classes, or maybe a new skill that can be released for, say, Lucio. Uh, for example, you should get more points perhaps to help you place higher if you're a Mercy. It would encourage you to go back and forth between healing and boosting. I mean, if you're not healing with Mercy, you should be boosting all the time. So, I mean, that is true. That right there could go and be one way of getting around it. Or with Lucio, um, I don't want to say give him a a third kind of stance for like damage increase, you know, increasing uh shit, I don't know, maybe make one of them heals and the other one that does speed if they're at full health, maybe if they're under full health, instead of doing speed, you did something like I don't know, a little bubble on him, maybe. I don't know. Well, he's got to have something else that can go and fill up that void. Mercy's already fine, I think. She doesn't need anything. She just needs to be a tweak in how her numbers get uh, rewarded. Well, the thing is, we also need more information on how it's actually determined. You know, like how the skill rank is actually determined for the healers because I would think it would be common sense to, instead of just how much healing did they do, mm-hmm. is how much damage did the team take? How much healing how how much healing of that damage did the healer do? You know, how much right. healing did the healer do versus the damage that the team took? And I think that should be a nice gauge on whether the healer was good or not. You know? Right. And I think, but... Um, that I would think that if that was the case right now, we'd see a more fair placement of these healers, and that's just not the case. But what I don't want is... Not that I care about people placing too much, but if this is going to be competitive, let's be competitive. I don't want healers being carried through. Like exactly. I don't want a team... 
I don't want a team picking somebody up and be like, okay, you're going to be Lucio. Just keep pumping up the jam and we're going to win this. <laughs> you know? I don't want that to happen. Actually, shit. I, I watched a stream where this streamer uh, who was going to, I'm not going to uh, throw darts at him, so I'm not going to name him. But the streamer hooked up with a, pretty much a pro team. Um, they weren't that great. They were fucking up a lot. They were playing Lucio, and they ended up placing 70. 70. Mm. They ended up placing 70. So, like, yeah, they definitely didn't belong up there. And it's not, you know, in that case, it's not like that person actually played without having pro players around. So it's not that big of a deal for me. But, like, I'll be pissed if I went to, if I was actually made it up, actually made it up there in the first place. Yep. So, you know, in my in my in my dreams right now, my salty dreams right now, um, if I made it up there and then I played with somebody who really, at that, especially at that level, who really didn't know how to play at that level, and then we lost because of it. Because I, I've said it several times, I can take a loss, dude. I can, but taking a loss when we when there's so many things that we could have did to win, that irks me. And another thing that kind of bothers that doesn't bother me about it, but the thing I'm worried about now is that this thread has got some traction. Actually, this thread hit the post limit, so it's popular. Lots of people know about it. And what I think is going to happen, I think come September 6th, we're going to see a ton of players going Zen and Anna, as opposed to Lucio and Mercy, strictly on the the assumption that Lucio and Mercy are not going to play well. I hate that kind of stuff, because now it's going to make Zenyatta look like he's too good, and they're going to force another nerf on him. Like God, stop doing well, that. <laughs> I think I think the opposite's gonna happen. Not that Zingata's gonna look too good, but the fact that people are gonna be playing Zingata and are not playing them well, and it's gonna fuck up placement matches. That's what I'm worried about. So what you're saying still, is even, we even should with Zin- wait. Even, <laughs> even with Zingata being in his the current place here, and Anna being as good as she is, they're not instantly you know instant picks for everybody. People still need to know how to play those two characters. If you pick up Anna and you can't aim. You're doing nothing. Yep. You're doing nothing. Um, but yeah, that I, that's what I'm worried about. That and I, actually, you know, Jeff Kaplan says that there's a fix on the way, and he didn't specify what the fixes were. So I imagine on the patch notes for next week, uh, or maybe even sooner than that, we will see what the fixes are. But there's a fix on the way. It might be fixed, quote unquote, fixed before uh competitive season starts or when competitive season starts so it's not even an issue but simply because this thread was up people are gonna be like oh zen and anna it's the meta it's the meta you know how people act to that how people react to meta yep you know and that's that's what i'm worried about and it brings up another question you know how should uh competitive placement be done should it be done based off of team performance or should it be done based on individual performance? I think at that point, individual, but... Well, I want to say individual, but if your team is sucking, you know, there's only so much you might be able to do. Like, a healer with a bad team can still shine pretty damn bright if you put out a lot of healing. Well, that's the way it is right now. If you're a, if you're a healer and you are healing a bad team, it's going to look better for you. Even if you lose, you're probably not going to lose that much skill rank. I mean, it completely... That's completely why I probably ranked higher than you did in the beginning. That's actually a good point. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. That, that, that's a good point. But that's like, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword because right now 
the the system punishes you if you're a support player, right? The yep. system's going to punish you if your team's doing too good. You actually have to be on bad teams to shine. And then on top of that, that bad team has to win, which is probably not going to happen. So it means you just lose less. That's all it really means. Uh, that you that you lose less. Then on the opposite side of that, like, you know, based on if you did base it on team performance overall, that punishes a good players on bat on a bad team. Right. I mean, I have had games where I've I've been rocking it. I've had five medals. Yep. Five medals. And I'm not talking about having five medals just because the team sucks. I'm talking about having like forty close to fifty eliminations, yep. having gold and healing as Roadhog when there is a Lucio on my team. Yep. <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, we've all had those. <laughs> so, you know, uh, or Soldier Seventy Six is more likely to happen. But you know, you could be a great player. You get put on a bad team, and if the team loses, you know, you you get thrown in with that low curve. Now that that punishes you. And if you're playing, uh, you know, if you're playing solo, you know, that's that's an issue. You'd always have to group up with people. And even between the three of us, there's only three of us on this show, and we can't always play together. It's it's really hard to find people that are going to legitimately stay together. Not even legitimately. I think it's the wrong word. More like consistently go on. People have lives. They can't do anything. And that's why you have games that are, you know, more like this, which can cater more to casual playing. And it sucks when you're going to get punished for it. It seems like it's you're either fucked if you do, fucked if you don't kind of a thing. Yeah, you know that's <laughs> it's a tough it's a tough question. I really really wish I had an answer. I'm not exactly sure. Well, I'm sorry. Don't get me wrong. There's definitely a way to do it based off a of team performance. Well, actually, you can have a hybrid. Like, why don't we have like a hybrid system that's like, okay, your team lost, but out of all the kills on your team, out of all the eliminations, out of all the healing, this is what you did. Right. You know, and when you're looking at healing, like I said, look at healing from how much damage was taken versus how much damage was healed. How much of that did you actually heal? How much damage was given? How much damage did you put out? How many objectives were you on? How long were you on the point? And when you put all that together and you average that with the rest of your team, you know, maybe there should be a set amount of, like not a set amount of points, but the percentage of points you get, you know, uh, removed or, or, or added, like, you know, uh, maybe it should be based on that. That, that means somebody is definitely going to be, you're going to be able to mark somebody as the anchor. Right. This person is weighing you down. That they would never display that. <laughs> <laughs> they would never display that motivation, you know? man, to keep you uh, to you know to keep on pushing and keep on trying to succeed. Yeah, for yeah. some, for some, like some people would definitely like. I, I, me personally, I've always liked to see my actual stats. Like, what am I actually doing? Because then you can work on things. Yep. If you have a problem with accuracy, you can work on that. If you have a problem with maybe it's your approach to the game or uh, your approach to that character, situational awareness, like you keep running into places and getting your ass killed, uh, you keep getting you know killed from blind spots, you know shit like that. You know, yep. you can you can work on that, but you know they don't display those stats because I think they, there's a lot of I hate to say it, there's a lot of soft people playing this game. Uh-huh. A lot of people whose feelings would get hurt too easily and they would stop playing or it would actually discourage them. I blame the school system. I do. 
<laughs> I, blame, I blame the school system because they teach you the way they teach you about failure is that you have failed. This is the worst thing that can happen. It is over. It is done. You have failed, as opposed to teaching failure as okay, you failed. This is a lesson. You need to what pay attention to what time? you did. Yeah, you gotta. That's how failure should be viewed. What did I do wrong? How can I fix it? If you care that much, that's the thing. You also have to kind of care about it, but. You know, what did I do wrong? What can I fix? And that's the way you will get better at this game, too. So I wouldn't mind if they had better a better stat system. But it would, if you could see other people, like, even if I could only see it myself, you know? Yep. But if you could see other people's stats, that would definitely, there's so many people, well, actually in gaming, period, that would just dog you if you have low stats. I mean, people do that all the time now, and they don't even we know see, what you're ranking. We see you it know? in every game. We see it in every single game. The only game I haven't really seen it in has been, like, Battlefield. Honestly. So you see it in every single game. Even in this game now, where, you, how many times have you seen, I got two kills and I got gold? You know, like, so he's basically trying to talk down to the rest of the team. He's like, dude, take it easy. I also have two eliminations. I, I have <laughs> other times where people uh, in the game and three separate occasions have gone to my profile because we lost as a team. I put out really good numbers, but they tell me I'm a scrub healer, and they're like, you don't even heal. All your time is spent in fucking Hanzo. And I'm like, well, I have the most time playing in Hanzo, but that was at the beginning of you know the game when it launched. Yeah. I spent most of my time healing, and I have very good numbers. Like That kind of stuff, I'm like, <sighs> you can't go and... I mean, yeah, sure, to an extent, you can go and judge somebody's skill probably on their profile. But even then, that might not be the person that's playing it, or sometimes people just have good days and bad days. Exactly. That, it doesn't make can... a player bad or good, per se. They could be overall really, really well and just having a shitty day, you know? Yeah, I mean, this game, it's kind of it can be tough to gauge, but just strictly based off of numbers. Right. Because sometimes your numbers, mean, especially for a game, like, you know, sometimes my numbers aren't that great, but I've had several clutch plays, I've had several clutch, clutch alts, I've kill yeah. people when people needed killing in order to push the cart, you know? Right. Stuff like that, so it, it's tough, uh, and, and, it's a, and it's a balance in that, but I mean, I guess the, the back to the main topic we were talking about, whether co- competitive should use individual or team performance, I don't see why they can't make a hybrid system of that instead of using one or the other. Right. So, uh, moving on to our next topic, there has been a push for a one-hero-limit quick-play option. I've seen several forum posts, but in the show notes, I'm going to put uh, the latest forum post, or at least the one that Jeff Kaplan responded to uh, regarding this issue. And um, they, you know, Blizzard seems, well, I should say Jeff Kaplan, he, they're like, we hear you. We, we really like the fact that a lot of people enjoy the one hero limit and competitive, and they are exploring the idea for quick play, but they're really hesitant to pull the trigger, which makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. because uh you know there's some people who like quick play for practice there's some people who like quick play because they like being able to go double heroes and there's like and you know there's people who like playing quick play simply because they don't like the aspect of competitive you know like yep. they they want to they want to play the game the way the game is meant to be played but at the same time they don't necessarily want to play competitive and the problem with quick play is that all three of those groups come together and I, I know I am I am totally guilty of going into quick play and experimenting. Like people are just like you know I'll I'll go I'll ch- I'll choose Anna on a map where Anna isn't the best, but I want to choose Anna because I want to get better at Anna. Or yep. um, actually that night that I went McCree only 
Mm-hmm. I wasn't. That was me. I was a huge asshole. I was a huge asshole that night because I only. I, I don't think McCree. people have. I don't think people have the problem with that though. It's people who a perfect example I saw right on Reddit today, which I could see how it would be infuriating. There's a McCree standing up in Hanamura. He's standing on the right when guarding the objective, and then you see a Winston who's it's, it's taken from his POV. He sits there, bursts up to the top, and then he just watches as six fucking Lucios just roll right by and go to the objective and just start moving all around. Nobody can do anything about it. That's the stuff I think people are talking about here when they're pissed about it, and that's understandable. Well, well, that, well that is, um, that's why people want the one hero limit, because those are the people who want to play quick play more seriously, but not as seriously as competitive. Right. Because competitive can get toxic. You know, oh, very toxic, yeah. But at the same time, like I said, you have people like me who, you know, I, I, I didn't necessarily want to go double McCree, but that night I was playing McCree only, so if somebody else picked McCree, I was McCree too. I was being mm-hmm. a Mick asshole. That's what I was doing. I was being, that <laughs> night I was being a Mick asshole. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now, I've, I've had good luck in, uh, you know, some of the competitive stuff. I'd just be like, hey, man, I really want to play this class right now. Do you mind if I play something else? You know, you might go play summits, and people will go and do that. That was even on the PTR. That is true. I mean, in the PTR, yes, competitive, you can experiment. But on live, competitive is not the place to experiment. If you go into competitive and you start experimenting, you are being the McAsshole. Yes. Don't be a McAsshole, okay? <laughs> Don't be Do a McAsshole. Do not experiment in competitive. Experiment in quick play. And you see, even as I say that, that's me disregarding the people who want to play quick play more seriously. So that's why there needs to be a one hero limit quick play. The problem with that, especially on console right now, is that it's another way to segment the community. Because once competitive came out, you have now segmented the community. You yep. have people who are going to play quick play. You have people who are going to play competitive. Right? Now you're segmenting the community again. You're going to have people who play competitive, people who play regular quick play, people who play quick play with one hero limit. Yep. And as new, as Overwatch continues to develop, we're going to see more segmentation of the community because at some point i can't imagine that overwatch isn't going to have to make it so that you can choose what game mode you want to play right you know because like right now assault and payload are kind of similar but once you you know like we uh, a couple weeks ago we went through that list of uh data mined audio files yeah they're sounding like this might be some new game modes on the way that just don't fit with that right you know, so there's the Overwatch is gonna have to allow you to select which game mode you want to play, and that's gonna segment the community. You know, and right now for Overwatch, it's not that big of a deal because right now Overwatch is is floating on what 15 million players. But guess what? Battlefield's about to come out. Call of Duty's about to come out. Titanfall's about to come out. More shooters are gonna come out and start you know, pulling people away from the game, then you have to worry about, you know, well, when your population starts to get low, what do you do? If you have 5 million players, 2 million of them are playing competitive, 2 million are playing, you know, regular quick play, and, uh, you know, 1 million are playing the one hero limit quick play, what if that leads to longer queue times? That's ultimately the problem. Like, what happens if it leads to longer queue times? Right, right. That's what you gotta worry about. They, that's they, they Overwatch. They're always gonna want to pull their players together. Uh, this is why this is different than League of Legends, which I mean, like you know, uh, or even Counter Strike. I mean, how many ga- you have? What two game modes in Counter Strike? Well, three game modes. Sorry, you have 
uh, gun game. I don't know what they call that in CSGO, but it's essentially the old mod gun game. Yep. Um, you have, uh, you know, a demolition, and then you have Surf. hostage. Well, Surf is a fucking... <laughs> did they make Surf for Go? I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know. That was the only thing I remember. Surf Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you blacked out the rest of uh, CS Source. It was that bad yeah. for you, huh? You blacked uh, out. <laughs> no, the only thing that was really bad was DE Inferno. That was the only one I fucking yeah. hated. But that yeah. was when uh, my graphics card died on my I'm surprised you didn't go just by saying the name. Uh, what's that? I'm surprised you didn't go into shakes just by saying the name. Oh, man, PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, my graphics card did at that point, so it went from like 60 FPS down to like 12. That was a bad day. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, for one, would really enjoy a one-hero limit quick play because I'll be honest, this sometimes when I go into play, even during a competitive season, I actually yep. don't want to play competitive. You know, sometimes you're like, you get on that, you you do good and competitive, you have a couple of good matches. You want to stay at that like, high note. That, you're like, that's that's enough for today. That is enough for now. I still want to play. I don't want to play competitive because even if I lose once, that high is going to get yanked down. Yep. So I want to go on the quick play where it doesn't necessarily count. But I still kind of want, you know, I still want to play with one hero limit. You know, so yeah, that's the thing. It's right now, I think if Overwatch you know, did that where they had a quick play, the one hair limit quick play and competitive, they'd be perfectly fine. But you do have to worry about the future a little bit and making sure that you don't segment the player base too much. So uh, with that being said, let's move on to our weekly updates. Weekly updates. All right. We only really have one weekly update because there's not that much going on right now. Not that much news happening. And Overwatch, even though I will say and I will admit that I saw the news and I really didn't care that the teams for the Overwatch Cup had been announced. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I saw it and I was like, I'll get back to it later. Like, I'll I'll just get back to it later. And I never went back to look at it. it. I am sorry. And I, I... that, cause I know that I know we have people listening that do care about Overwatch Cup that really care about competitive. We don't cover competitive here uh, all that much. Actually, I don't think we really covered it at all. But it, I mean, it's a part of Overwatch. It's something we're gonna have to talk about eventually. I don't know. Maybe it might be a little different for me because I played competitive games for so long, you know. And now I'm just kind of I was just kind of out of it, dude. I, I've been playing competitive video games since 1998. <laughs> You know, uh, I played from ni- I'm playing competitive video games from 1998 to about 2010, and it feels so relaxing not to have to worry about that stuff anymore. Uh, but no, I, I get it. Where we- I do really enjoy Overwatch, so I'll probably hop in to start watching. Uh, you know, we'll still probably start covering some competitive stuff soon. So I am sorry for the to those who want to hear about the Overwatch <laughs> Cup, but I just I couldn't do it. Not this week. Not with DSX going on. And everything else. So, uh, but the thing I do have here <laughs> that was going to affect everybody is that the team, the Overwatch team, is working on more customization options. Uh, so they're talking about, you know, adding you know, the ability to use multiple sprays, multiple emotes, or maybe even random emote. Because right now you could do like a random, was it hero, a random video? Uh, like, a random, yeah, a random uh, hero video. Hero finish, yeah. And uh, you can't do random emotes, so they're talking about me adding that. Um, Jeff Kaplan said, yeah, we'd love to add that stuff, but to be honest with you, they're kind of at the bottom of our list of things to take care of. So perhaps Which after, I might be okay with. 
Yeah, I mean, after season two starts, a few weeks, maybe we might see something else, because at least he's talking about it. You know, he's talking about it. Usually when the Overwatch team starts to talk about things, yep. you'll, you see it in a, like, you know, within a month or two. So, you know, they're talking about it. One thing that they are looking to add is the ability to change your skin at the beginning of a match. Hmm. But you can only change it at the beginning, because what they don't want is people constantly changing their skins during the match, which you know people will do. People will do that just to be annoying and to troll. Just like they would, they had to add the limit on the voice, uh, voice lines, because people were spamming them. <laughs> Winky face. <laughs> yeah, you, you, can't, you can't let people do anything. You have to, you have to take trolls in consideration. That's like I remember uh, when the division first came out. Yep. And they didn't take into consideration the fact that you had to walk through doorways that were human sized. So people would stand in the doorways and do jumping jacks, and people can't get into do to the places they need to get into. See, people, this is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't have nice things, exactly. <laughs> uh, but so those changes, you can you can uh, well, look forward to it sometime in the future. I say definitely before you die. So <laughs> sometime in there, unless you're gonna die tomorrow, I'm so sorry, and thank you for spending your final hours listening to this podcast. You asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Mick asshole. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So let's get into uh, some emails we got from the audience. First up, we're going to talk. We got an email from Grundy. He's emailed in a few times. He actually replied back to one of my questions. Thanks again for that. I'm actually uh, looking for it. Yeah, I know I have it up there. I'll share it with you guys, right? Yeah, there we go. Uh, So we got an email from Grundy. Uh, so first, we'll start with his with his comments uh, about the last episode. He says, "I'm so glad the coin flip is gone. It fucked me at least twice in my placement games, and not in a good way. Season two sounds like it should be fun since I play on Xbox. I can only listen and read up on how the PTR is coming along, and any changes. Hence point, uh, hence watch point. Uh, I'm liking the fixes to McCree and Genji, especially Genji's ability to swift strike over Junkrat's trap, not getting caught." And damaged and damaging, destroying it. I actually, I have actually been liking Lucio a lot more and not playing Zenyatta as much. And I like the AOE heals and still able to damage and survive a bit, especially when dropping the beat. Yep, that's right. We drop the beat, pump the jam, pump up the jam. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, pump it up. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I I want modding support so bad because that's the song I want to play when you press that button. (laughs) <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, continuing, hoping season two will, be, will give better credit to support when giving experience at the end of, and an overall competitive ranking. See, he even said in his email before that thread got full, so he even noticed it that support was having a problem uh, with with placement. So I'm um, continuing with his email. He had a question for us. Uh, he said, "I did have a strategy question for you, which is probably an easy one. When I am Roadhog, mostly on defense." I always get wrecked by Reaper. I understand that my hitbox is huge, so his shotguns just melt me, but I can never live. Most of the time, it's a 1v1, that's probably why, but I'll hook and he'll phase out, and then I'll heal, and uh, heal and a few shotguns, I'm down. Is this just going to happen because Reaper is always uh, will always crush Roadhog, or am I doing something wrong? Thanks for the help, and keep up the good work with the podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, so the first thing about Reaper versus Roadhog, that's a bad matchup for Roadhog. That is a very bad matchup for Roadhog. Reaper, I'm not going to say he was built to melt Roadhog, but it's just his features that 
it's it's what he has and what Roadhog doesn't have that makes it a tough matchup for Roadhog. So the big thing, the biggest problem Roadhog has, and this is a problem only he has, Roadhog, out of the tanks, that is, Roadhog has no shields, he has no armor. Reinhardt has armor, Diva has armor, um, Zarya has shields. Am I forgetting somebody? No. That's it, yeah. Um, so yeah, Roadhog, Diva, Reinhardt, they all, uh, so, oh, sorry, not Roadhog, but Diva, Reinhardt, and Zarya have, uh, have something that can, that can help with that, you know, that can help with those shotgun shots. Roadhog has none of that. So as soon as, you know, Roadhog, you know, you're right on top of that hit, the hitbox is huge. So you're a huge target for those shotgun shots. Everything is going to melt into you. So those shotguns are going to do a lot of damage for you, yep. to you. If a Roadhog comes behind you, I'll see you next spawn, buddy. Like, that's how <laughs> that's going to yeah. work. If, if, a Roadhog, if a Reaper gets behind you, sorry. Now, you should be able, if you can hook Reaper... You should be able to kill him if you hook and shoot properly. So you're saying that you're hooking him and he's phasing away. That kind of tells me that you might be shooting just a little too late. Or there's two there's two things that could be happening here. One, you're shooting a little too late. That could be happening sometimes. And sometimes you might be... It might be... I don't want to say you're lagging or he's lagging. But it might just be that net code issue with the tick rate. Where since the tick is so slow that your actions don't count the way right. they you know as soon as they should. So because the thing, um, when you hook and you pull him, you have like that split second where he's still stunned right in front of you. He's still stunned in front of you, and you can shoot. You know, there's like a split second for that. So I mean, I've killed I kill reapers like that a lot, especially like Roadhog is great for canceling alts like reapers. Yes. It's he he's awesome for that, um. But yeah, that that's the thing. Like if you hook, pull, and shoot properly, you should be able to kill him. So when when I say that, like you hook him, you pull him, and while he's still stunned, which is a split second, I, the mistake I used to make when when shooting people after the hook is aiming for the head. You want to aim for the chest. You know, I think it depends too on your tick rate because whenever I'm playing uh, Roadhog and I go and hook people. As soon as I get them there, I'm spamming the fire button, and they more often than not get away from me before I can shoot. That I think that's a tick issue. It is. It's, it's, it's like when it's like when you hook a tracer, and mm-hmm. she teleports away. Like if you hook a tracer, she teleports away, or she recalls. That means that's a tick rate issue, or it's a lag issue. Yep. But it never works for me though, so I think I need to get some shittier yeah, internet. One, once once I adjusted my shooting of Roadhog, I, I, my hook and kill rate much more successful much Mm. more successful like i used to get so mad too like i'd hook pull shoot and they take half their health almost all the health but not die and then i realized because you know as a playing shooters on pc you're just so used to aiming for the head that's right you're just so used to aiming for the head so that's what i used to do and i realized i was doing it wrong so that's what kill cams are for folks (laughs) <laughs> I realized I was doing it wrong and I and I adjusted it and it was much much better after that but yeah that's the thing like Reaper from the side or from the back if Reaper has time on you like if he has time to get up to you or he's shooting you first he's going to melt you down too fast also if your hook is still cooling down you're probably going to die 
it's a bad matchup for you. It's a, it is. It, it is. A, it is a, a road uh, Reaper is a bad matchup for Roadhog. Oh man, going You're to saying all- you know like aiming for the head. All I can think about are those you know talking about source those old FPS Doug videos. Yes, <laughs> that's all I can think of right now. Oh uh, my gosh. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, with Reaper and Roadhog, uh, you're only. I think you really only have the one chance to do the hook and the pull and the, and 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 firing. If you do, and if you do that right, you should kill him. It should do enough damage to kill him, even though he has 250 health. Um, but you know, and actually, to be honest with you, if you're hooking and pulling him and he's phasing away, get your ass out of there, man. Run. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> try try to run, get some distance. If you can get a little distance on him and then you like, you know, you can uh heal yourself. Just do that and get the fuck out of there. At least try to buy enough time so you can hook again. You know? Yep. That's the best thing. But yeah, Reaper Roadhog is a bad matchup for Roadhog. For you know, for, to make it official. <laughs> but you do have a chance. Yes, I that's believe very in true. you. I believe in you. <laughs> Uh, so let's move on to our next podcast. Oh, not our next podcast. Our next, uh, our next email. Actually, it wasn't an email. It was a message right on the Mashless Buttons website because there's so many ways to contact us. All right. So from uh, Coco Banana, uh, he his reply was, uh, "You want Diva, an F tier hero, to get nerfed even harder? That absolutely fucking insane. She's already the worst tank in the game. She already has the worst pick rate out of all the tanks and gets wrecked by every other tank. One v one that isn't." Winston. Okay. Uh that's that's what he said. Now, Mikey was the one I think that had the most to say about Diva. And Mikey's not here this week, but I did talk to Mikey. He did have a response. He, you know, he did mm-hmm. want to respond uh back uh because you know he wanted to make his point. So I'll read that and then me and Bond will kind of get into our reply for that. So here's Mikey's response. Uh actually, do you wanna you yeah, want to sure. read it, Bond? Okay, go for it. All right, so Mikey's response to this uh, was, while, yes, D.Va is way less picked in pro leagues, I still believe her to be too strong. D.Va performs the actual job of a tank better than most in certain situations. She removes dangers of incoming attacks for extended periods of time. She can fly around and annoy snipers. She can manipulate the battlefield with her ultimate, causing people to leave an entire area. D.Va is in a great spot, but what needs to be looked at is the amount of fuel she has and how fast it recharges. She negates alts left and right like it's nothing with her defense matrix. Before defense matrix could be baited, which, you know, was pretty easy to do, uh, it would give players the ability to skillfully trick D.Va into using the ability. However, it's not like that anymore. Now she can activate and deactivate at will. It lasts for a long time and recharges pretty quickly. She can easily stop any projectile alt as long as she is paying attention. Right. So, I mean, I mean, I agree with Mikey a lot here. And actually, we even talked about it uh, last Mm. week. But I think there's something that needs to be addressed before we dig into Mikey's response and even, uh, you know, give our responses here. And that's the whole tier thing. You hear tears all the time. He mentions Mm -hmm. tears here, that she's an F-tier hero. And the thing about Overwatch is that tiers are determined not by skill and power, but they're they're solely determined by pick rate, essentially. Uh, that because that's I mean Overwatch is a first-person shooter. There's so many um, uh, variables that go into how well a character is actually used or how good a character is because it's a first-person shooter. So you hear a lot about tiers in this game. And while I think you know tier listings 
have their place and they're kind of important to give you certain information about the game. They're not everything. Like people treat tears like they are written on stone tablets. Yep. And, and they're really not. And not to mention, the tier lists really only apply to competitive play. That's where you get your tier list from. And I've said it several times on the show, competitive play is different from regular play. I'm not even talking about casual play. You know, it's different from, like, playing competitive is going to be different. I'm not talking about competitive mode Overwatch. I'm talking about actual competitive play and tournaments uh, with organized team facing organized team. That's going to be different to a degree than playing the way that the that most people play this game. So going by the tier list for that, uh, I don't want to say you want to completely disregard it, but it does. It definitely hold doesn't hold as much weight as people make it, you know, uh, out to be. Right. And so you know to 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 say that somebody doesn't need adjusting based off of a tier listing. Especially the way Overwatch does their tiers, or not Overwatch, but the way people do tier lists in Overwatch, that I think that that's that's kind of a misstep. Because if you look at any game played competitively, any game played competitively, uh, certainly you know, I'll just stick with shooters for example. Um, not every gun is used in the game. Look at Counter Strike. How many guns does CS:GO have? And how many are actually used? Uh, all they have is an AK, an M4, an op, and a Desert Eagle. That's it. Nothing well, else. And, well, with CSGO, it changed a bit. Like, with CSGO, because of the way they balanced the weapons, we did see an expansion of weapons being used. But it's still, can be, it's still what, you know, 10%, 20%, not even 20%, sorry, but like 10% of the actual arsenal. Back yeah. in... Uh, CS 1.6 and CS Source. Yep. There's just five weapons. Yeah, exactly. You had Ops, you had AKs, you had M4s, you had... uh, Desert Eagles. Desert Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, you had Deagles. If if they bought a pistol. That's right. So, you know, in in, in any competitive game, like, you know, if you go into a, a, a regular server... You're gonna see people using all types of weapons. Yep. You actually play competitive. You're gonna see people using a certain set of weapons because that's what is deemed best. And it's kind of the same way with Overwatch, and that's even with a twist because you know these Overwatch characters when they when or when these teams put these comps together, they put them in together in such a way so that they work well together. Just because Diva doesn't fit well into a team's composition doesn't mean she's a trash character. You know, she, that, that, uh-huh. that doesn't mean she's a, she's a trash, she's bad, she's low tier, or or uh, when I say low tier, I mean like actually sucks. It just means that maybe her kit doesn't very work doesn't work very well in the strategies that most teams want to do. Because let's be honest, most competitive teams are not trying are not doing vastly different strategies. Teams find out what strategies work the best, and then they work those strategies, and they just try to work that strategy better than the other team. You don't see uh, a lot of versatility there, and and you also said that uh, you know she's the worst tank in the game, and that's that is definitely an opinion. Uh, I can see how she could be considered the worst tank in the game because tanks in Overwatch definitely are not. When you say tank, the definition of tank doesn't work like that in Overwatch, or at least it doesn't seem that way. Because in any other game, you pick a tank. Tanks are, are generally there. 
they have high health so they can absorb a lot of damage they can be focused on you know they can push people around the battlefield or you know uh, you know uh, protect certain people and overwatch that's not necessarily the case i mean zarya you know zarya to a degree can protect other people she can absorb a, a you know a certain amount of damage but at the same time she can also output a lot of damage reinhardt if you get close to him he can output a ton of damage and roadhog outputs a ton of damage if you get in close uh with diva she's the only tank i think that actually fits the tank role the best i mean she does um output good damage up close she's fucking annoying up close that's <laughs> yes. where i'm like i don't get where people are like oh she's underpowered and f tier and garbage class are you kidding me her ability to just close gaps and be a complete asshole to people and even closing the gaps if you try to get away you're not going to be able to do it. She still does a lot of damage at a medium range. Yeah, I think that needs to be adjusted. Oh, I my think, goodness. Like, if, if she gets up close to you in your face and she's blasting you, I'm like, okay, fine. Dude, you're done. But yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, like, before, you know, I will say be, before they made these changes, uh, or maybe I just didn't notice it because a lot of people weren't playing D.Va, but before they made these changes, it really didn't feel like she had, she doesn't have mid-range damage. I would say she has almost mid-range damage because i have definitely died from shots from her mm-hmm. at close to mid-range uh and i'm not talking about me having like one or two health left you know that they did it does feel like they extended her damage uh, a bit more and that needs to be adjusted but in terms of what tank actually does she has high health so she can take damage as long as somebody can heal her right uh, she can move people around the battlefield. Like she can hop into the middle of a fight and start and you know ha- and start attacking people. You know she can get people to move back. You're right. She can close a gap a lot. She has her ult that can either kill a lot of people, but more than likely it's going to make a lot of people move out of the area. She can control the area. She can draw fire. I mean, she can do um, you know a lot of stuff. And even when she gets when her mech explodes. And she gets pushed out of the mech. She's still an issue. You don't want an unchecked diva running around shooting because it hurts. You know, I think it really yep. is all in the way you play her. And just because she doesn't fit the competitive meta doesn't mean she's not a problem. There's tons right. of people who play her and quick play. I mean, look at May. She's not really played all that much in the competitive meta. A lot of people are saying that May needs to be buffed because she's not in the competitive meta. If you buff May, you will destroy the regular game. Cause she's already, she's already like strong because of her crowd control. Yep. You know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about somebody who just plays May and and plays independently. But if you have a May running around with somebody else, that's an issue. May paired with almost any other person is an issue for you. Again, you know? though, a large part of that's going to come down on the player, though. So I mean, yes. you sure, you know, if you're putting her in a pairing, you know. <sighs> People are going to go for her first, and if they're smart, they're going to stay away, so, you know, she can't use her blanket ability. But even that still has to be aimed. So, like, taking down a tank, yeah, much easier. But taking down, say, a tracer or somebody else that, you know, can move around a little better, I think the true utility is going to come in her ability to go and, you know, alt-fire. Yeah. Now, getting back to Demon, especially what Mikey said about mm-hmm. her fuel or her ability to use Defense Matrix. When Defense Matrix was a cooldown ability, like you press it, it's up for four seconds, and then it, it cools down. I think the four seconds was fair then. But I agree with Mike that now that she can turn it on and off, and the fact that it recharges so fast, I think it needs to be brought down to about th- at least three seconds. You know? Because he's right, you know... 
Diva can negate a lot of alts. Diva can negate a Zarya alt. Like, if I'm Zarya, mm -hmm. I've had Divas see me pop my alt and then do Defense Matrix to absorb it. You know, I've seen that happen. Furious. No, it's just yep. more, it's salt on my part. It's salt, <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, like, that That definitely happens. You know, if Soldier's running his, you know, does his ult, she could block that. Uh, I'm not sure if she can absorb Maze robot. I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, she can she can completely absorb uh, Farah's ultimate. Actually, she can absorb Farah's ultimate while flying to Farah. You know, yeah. any any <laughs> any ultimate with a projectile, she can absorb it. You know, yep. so yeah, I th I think I, I do think defense matrix need. I think three seconds would be fair. Three seconds with the current cooldown time, which is you know one second. I think three seconds worth of defense matrix is more than enough to keep her viable. They what they don't need to do at this point, they don't need to buff her. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. She doesn't need to be the same you know, she doesn't need to have the same range and damage output as the other tanks. She just doesn't. Shit, Reinhardt needs a fucking like a uh, distance <laughs> nerf, to be honest with you. Oh, don't even get that me started fucking on hammer, that. Man. You want to trigger me. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking hammer is no joke, but um, yeah, I mean, I think she's almost fine. She just needs some, some additional tweaks. It just makes her a little bit too powerful. I think she needs to, well, both me and Mike, well, I think we all agree that she yeah. needs, uh, that defense matrix needs to be cooled, uh, brought down a little bit. Yes. And uh, then I, I do believe that her mid-range damage, and I, I, I totally believe if she is up in your face and she is blowing you and she's shooting you, fine. Fine. You deserve to die. You know? But that mid-range damage, I don't think so. I don't think so. So too much. It it is. It just is just a wee bit too much. So, but thank you both of you for writing in. Um, I mean, feel free to write back if you if you well, you probably still disagree, but you know if you have something else to say, uh, definitely feel free to to, to write back in, and we can you know keep it going as long as we're not going around in circles here. Uh, but yeah, thanks thanks to both of you for writing in. We appreciate it. We appreciate whenever you guys. Uh, right into us, uh, yeah. You know, even if it's a little angry, that's okay. We, Josh, still loves you. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Being yeah. that uh, that high tier that he was in the last season has afforded him that ability. Yeah, yeah. That that big old <laughs> five eight. You know. <laughs> Wait, that's yeah. really what you ended up was five eight. I thought you were higher. No, no, no. I ended up at fifty eight. Because remember, I was I was saying if if I've tried, I would have made sixty. But I was like, <laughs> if I was like, do I want to spend this last week trying to get 60 or do I want to help some friends like pop up to the next tier so they can get more CP? That's what I did. I got my friend from, what was he, 30? I got him from 30 to 40. One of my friends. So, I'm, I'm, you know, Jaw's for the people. Jaw is for, for the, the people. people. When he's not being a Mick asshole. Yeah. <laughs> don't be a mick asshole don't be a mick asshole so <laughs> if that's the one thing you take away from today's episode don't be a mick asshole people <laughs> all right so let's wrap up here um thanks for listening like i was saying thanks for writing in uh anybody if you want to communicate with us if you want to talk to us uh we there's so many ways to get in uh contact with us you can 
uh, hit us on Facebook. You can hit us right on the website like Coco Cabana did. Uh, you can email us like Grundy did. That's WPR at MashThoseButtons.com. Uh, you can comment on SoundCloud, uh, you know, things like that. There's a contact site on uh, a contact form on the website. So feel free to contact us on Twitter, wherever. We'll talk. All right. We'll talk. We'll do lunch. <laughs> um, <laughs> So we do have some other podcasts on our network that you may enjoy. If you uh, like Destiny, we do have a Destiny podcast in orbit. I was actually on this week's special edition talking about PvP because when I played Destiny, that's what I did. I, I was I was huge into PvP. I'm huge into PvP in any game. Uh-huh. If, it, if there's another person on the other side of that, on the other side of the internet that needs some killing, I am more than happy to do that. All right, so that's that. I'm I'm definitely a PvP player, but uh, yeah, this week's episode, I am actually on that in orbit special edition for PvP or the Crucible Extravaganza is called. But normally, in orbit is bi-weekly on a Monday. On a Monday, uh, we have Wow Talk, which is our World of Warcraft podcast that releases bi-weekly on a Tuesday. Normally, they also have a special edition this week because of the launch of Legion. Uh, on top of that, we have another new Warcraft podcast called The Torn and the Goblin is about Warcraft lore. Nick from Wild Talk, Nick and Katie from Wild Talk. Katie hasn't been on Wild Talk uh, for some time, but Nick and Katie are on that podcast, The Torn and the Goblin. The first two episodes, which are actually part one and part two of the same episode, is up right now on mashesbuttons.com and it's in the Wild Talk feed. So if you get the Wild Talk feed, you will get those podcasts. If not, you can just go to mashesbuttons.com and listen. Uh, we are Overwatch. We are also we are uh, Watchpoint Radio. We are on weekly on Wednesdays. We have Double Tap as a podcast dedicating to dedicated to the fighting game community and the FGC. Well, the FGC, which is the fighting game community, sorry, but fighting games and the fighting game community, <laughs> and that releases bi-weekly on a Wednesday. We have Sit Rep Radio, which is our division podcast, which releases weekly on a Friday. We also have Frontline Radio, which are which is our Battlefield and Battlefront podcast that releases the third week of every month, except this month because they relate with the episode because of Gamescom. So I'll give them that. Uh, <laughs> and that released uh, this week, so that Frontline Radio is up there talking about Battlefield One, Battlefield Four, and Battlefront. Uh, you can get uh, scheduling details on mashlessbuttons.com slash schedule if you want to know exactly when stuff is coming out, except for special editions. Those are surprises. Um, we're, all, all of our podcasts, so except Torn and the Goblin and Frontline Radio, are available on iTunes, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud, and we have RSS feeds. This podcast is also on YouTube, same with SitRep Radio. We're going to start putting more podcasts on YouTube because some people, they like to listen to podcasts on YouTube. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll do it. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll upload it there. <laughs> uh, but the links for all available platforms are right on the Mashless Buttons website. Just go to this podcast and you should be able to find whatever, plat- whatever platform you're looking for. We are on Twitter.com slash MTB site. We're on Facebook.com slash Smash Those Buttons. We are on YouTube.com slash Smash Those Buttons. I am also on Twitter at underscore jaw underscore bond. Have you fixed your Twitter situation yet? I have Instagram. Okay, never mind. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm on Twitter, underscore jaw underscore. That's underscore J-A-A uh, underscore. Uh, we also have. You just reached a- me through there. <laughs> I'm not your fucking secretary, Bond. Stop being a Mick asshole. Okay. I'm enjoying that word way too Stop much. Stop being a Mick asshole. Jeez. 
Uh, also, we have, a, we have a special message. You know, we have many in the gaming community that go through many things in their lives. And Orbit host Jorge went through this in 2009 with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Nearly seven years later, he is still healthy and in remission. He will be participating in the Rise of Hope Twitch Screams fundraisers. His charity is the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and is asking for help. We recommend everyone visit www.lls.org to learn more about his charity and help Jorge out on his campaign page, which is mash the number four dot me slash LLS. That's going to redirect you to his actual GoFundMe. So that's mash the number four dot me slash LLS. You can also go to his Destiny Clan website, the technodrome.club for additional information and watch his stream on September 20th at www.twitch.tv slash go to NRG. That's go the number two NRG. And uh, if you enjoyed this podcast and you wish to support us, the best way to do that right now is just to share the podcast, share the podcast out, share with people who you think might like it. That we would really help if you help. Well, we would like if you help spread the word about the podcast, and you know we're glad you enjoy it so much that you would want to share it. So thanks in advance. <laughs> uh, and actually, if you wanted to even go beyond that, if you really like us, uh, what you can do is you can whatever platform you listen on, just go and give us a thumbs up or a five star and rate us, you know, and leave a review. If if you want to, that'll be very very helpful as well, and we really appreciate everybody who will do that and have done that for us already. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, that's gonna bring us to the end of the podcast, Mikey. You he missed a good one. You missed a good one here. Got to learn all about being a McAsshole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So he he he's gonna feel like the McAsshole next week. <laughs> we need to make this a thing more yeah yeah all right well we need to we need to cut the good times right now we will catch you guys next week actually we will catch you guys the day after the next season starts so enjoy your placement matches if you play it on tuesday we will see you then take it easy <laughs>